everybody lost in comics thursday welcome my name is chris you guys already know that this is issue number 66 of lost in comics man there's a lot to talk about today a lot of great great news there's it's a great day to be a comic fan so much stuff the snyder cut today we got man so much to get to um as you guys know already hit the thumbs up everybody that's in the chat right now make sure you hit the thumbs up like the video if for some weird, weird reason you stumbled onto us right now and you haven't subbed to the channel, we would really appreciate that. We are 32 subscribers away from the 1K mark. That's the ultimate goal, right, guys? Once we hit 1K, we're done. We're quitting the channel. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. But uh, make sure you do that, guys. Uh, turn the bell notifications on so you never miss what's going on here at Lost in Comics, guys. You can also hear us on podcast form. That's including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Music, and many more. Everyone listening to our podcast, and you cannot see us, just keep in mind we are uh, go we are live uh, on YouTube right now. So we're going to be making comments to the chats. So don't think we're crazy. It's just we uh, that's what we do. We're interacting with people live on YouTube. So you got to come join us here live every single Thursday night. We have a lot, lot going on today. But before we get to all of that, let me, uh, let me say hi to some people here. Steve. Hayner, the other Steve, man, Steve, he's becoming a fixture here at Lost in Comics. Welcome. He is the first one here. Happy Thursday to you, Steve. We got Nara, Nara in the house. What is going on? Adam, Adam, what is going on, my friend? We got Spawners in the house. We got the other Steve, Comic Guy Steve. What is going on? Who else we got here? Who else we got? Spawners, had take, he took a break from, from Justice League just to come hang out with us. Welcome to the show, Rich. Who else we got? We got the burritos in the house listening, but also prepping dinner for tomorrow. Hey, that's understandable. Random one, what's going on? What is going on? So glad you guys can make it. Um, again, man, we got a lot going on today. Plenty of uh, comic pop culture news. Uh, we got comic showcase for you. We got Lost in the Toy Aisle, Power Minute, new comic book day reviews and chatter. We have a creator corner with friend of the, sh of the channel, Robbie Desheus. Cannot wait to bring him in here. And we've had him on here before. He's going to come talk to us for a few minutes. Uh, and then we have a great discussion at the end of the show. How can we influence kids of today to read comics and keep the industry thriving in the future? Because the kids are going to be the key to the future, guys. It can't stop with us here. I mean, all of us love comic books. We love the hobby. 
But unfortunately, right now, there is a lot uh, with, with kids of today. They're stuck on their phones, stuck on their tablets. So we got to figure out a way to get them into comics. We're going to have a great discussion about that later in the show. Uh, before we get too far, though, let's make sure we thank our, for our sponsors for issue number 66 of Lost in Comics, BCW Supplies, premier and downright best comic book supply company. Uh, it's the only thing we use here at Lost in Comics. Got to get you some BCW Supplies. Scout Comics, again, home of some of our favorite books here at Lost in Comics. Head over to scoutcomics.com. Enter the code LOSTIN, L-O-S-T-N, all in caps, and you'll receive 10% off all single issues, back issues, trades, and slabbed books. If you're a fan of, t of toys and custom clay figures that are one of a kind, you have to visit our friend Lewis at uh, Shadow Rabbit Art. He works by commission, and he will get your figure exactly as you describe. I just put a video out the other day, guys, on Lewis. Um, he, right here, guys, right here. Got a couple of figures here, but I, I unboxed these the other day. Look at that. If you don't know already... That's me. That's me. That is Chris as Batman. And then I have to have this guy right here next to me at all times. So I haven't given this to Oscar yet, but there he is, Rappy Little Flash. He will be with us right here in our on our channel today because there he is right there. So he's right here next to me. All right. All right, guys. But before we get uh, too far, uh, let me go ahead and bring in our guest host for the evening. We met him last week. Great friend of mine. We'll come up with a nickname. We called him Old School Dave last last week. Uh, so happy to have him again. Everybody, welcome, David. What is going on, my friend? How you doing, sir? How you doing? Glad to be back. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad we. I didn't scare you away last week. We we had a lot of talk after the show, and uh, here you are again, man. Yep, yep. I, I I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Very nice, man. I'm, we're I'm gonna do my best. Your your best is is all that's uh, all that's required, man. So you, you got this, man. All right. So uh, we have a lot to get to. So man, I don't want to waste too much time here. Let's just get right into it. Uh, let's do some comic book news. All right. All right. So tomorrow, March the nineteenth. The new Disney series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier series, will debut on Disney Plus with its first episode, which is said to directly set up several upcoming Marvel projects. Unlike WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier isn't expected to premiere with two episodes on the same day. It'll release an episode a week, with the sixth and final episode arriving in the third week of April. While this is fewer episodes than the WandaVision sitcom, the expected episode runtime gives us a little bit of extra content varying from 40 to 50 minutes. Hence my shirt today. I don't know if you can see this, but I do have a uh, a Falcon Winter Soldier t-shirt, man. I'm so excited. Are you excited for the series? I I'm real excited, man. I, mean, I signed up for Disney when it first came out because of this. And in yes. fact, I was getting frustrated because it, like, it's been over a year now, so... Uh, yeah, I've definitely been waiting a long time for this. I, I'm really excited about it. We were just talking earlier, and I feel like, you know, a lot is going on in our world. Uh, last year, everything was kind of taken from us. And the whole reason, like you said, that, that you got Disney was so we could watch shows like this. We just got the WandaVision. We just, uh, now we're just going gonna to get uh, Falcon Winter Soldier right after. So I am, man, I, I am, I'm so excited. Dude. This is going to be a great weekend. I'm, I might just sit in front of my TV all weekend. Who knows? 
Yeah, they tend to do movies and shows a lot better than comics, so uh, they they really Ooh. been knocking it out of the park. Ooh. Strong words, man. Strong so, words. Well, not all of them, but, but yeah, yeah, no, we, I know. We, we've talked about that before. I and you know I agree with that, man. So yeah. <laughs> all right, next up, man, we have today. Today, guys, is the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League, long-awaited Justice League film, which is a four-hour movie rather than a four-part series as originally planned. And you can watch it today on HBO Max, of course, after Lost in Comics, right? You don't 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 go leave us right now. But uh, I think I am going to watch. Uh, I I'm not. I don't think I am. After this, I am going to go over there and turn this on. My wife and I are going to start watching it. I got to I mean, I have to do this like right after the show because I, I might be awake late uh, watching this. Uh, you'll be dragging tomorrow, man. No doubt. But tomorrow is Friday. So, you know, we should. There you uh, go. We might be all right. We might be all right. Um, all right. Next up. So like a lot of things in 2020, free comic book day was not what we were traditionally used to, but it should feel much more like the, the normal celebration in 2021. This year's free comic book day will once again take place on a single Saturday, though instead of the traditional first Saturday in May, the event's been moved to August 14th during the summer in the hope that continued vaccine rollouts and declining case numbers will reduce much of the COVID-19 uncertainty and disruption by then. What do you, uh, have you ever done new comic book day, uh, David? You know, I have not, uh, other than the ones I've ordered. So I'm looking forward to actually going. It's, it's, it's a good time, man. It's, uh, speaking of getting kids into comics, new comic, the free comic book day, it's awesome for that. Um, of course, last year, my son and I didn't get to go, but the previous year, he was even younger then. He liked it even at that age, but uh, lots of uh, books for all ages. That's a cool thing. There's something for everybody, and the best part is it's free. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, All right, next up, in June, the comic book crossover written by Donnie Cates and drawn by Jeff Shaw will have a change-up and creative team for at least one issue, Issue number seven will feature Chip Zdarsky on writing and Phil Hester on arts. This should be really, really interesting. I, I'm looking forward to that, man. This is it, it, the book is crossover. We're starting to get other characters bleed into this, uh, into these, into this comic book, and now we're getting an, another creative team, at least for an issue. So I think this is super cool, man. Are, have you? I know you haven't. Have you kept up with crossover at all? So I, I the first three. Um, so I'm a little behind, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in on it. I like it. So Very I'm, nice. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And, uh, Chip Zdarsky, of course, the, uh, writer of Daredevil. Uh, so that's, that's going to be, it is going to be great, man. I, I'm really looking forward to that. Next up guys, next week, right here on Lost in Comics, we will have an interview with Victor Geschler. Geschler. He is, uh, of course, the, the latest work that he's doing is the book Man's World, which we are huge, huge fans of over at AWA Upshot Studios. But did you know that Victor has also written several issues of Marvel Comics? He did the De the Deadpool Merc with a Mouth. Merc with a Mouth. How do you say that? Merc? Merc with a Mouth. Um, Punisher. He also did a great run of Spirits of Vengeance, which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, over at Marvel. He's done a lot of work, uh, Punisher. So that, that should be really fun. We're going to get to pick his brain, talk about uh, comic industry, how it's kind of gone from when he started to what it is today and just uh, kind of go over his journey. So super excited about that, man. Man, And I love Man's World. So uh, super excited. Good about one. That. I like it. You like it? Yes, sir. Very good, sir. Well, I think it is time. 
we're going to show off a couple of books in a little segment here that we call what do we you know what we call it dude what's that what do we, yeah. what do we do you know what we call this next segment where we show off a couple of books uh i i do what's it called comic showcase David, I'm gonna showcase. need you. There you go. I was gonna. I'm like, I'm gonna need you to give me a comic showcase. Comic showcase. There we go. <laughs> All right, man. So you know what? Um, we are gonna do comic showcase, but let's start off with our buddy, my good friend, who we miss. Again, I just want to make sure that everybody got that he's right here with us, right, right here next there. to us. But he's also here. He's gonna show us what his comic showcase is today. What's up? What's up, LNC chat? What's up, Chris? David? I got for you today the comic showcase number one. This is a lovely, lovely book right here. It's the uh, free comic book day from uh, Dark Horse Comics, the Umbrella Academy. It's the first, uh, I think it was in 2007, the first appearance of... Uh, it was, I guess it was like a mini story. Anyways, first appearance book's pretty for a free for a free comic book. It's pretty expensive, I guess I would say. So, anyways, this is my first book right here. It's a nice cover. Next up, one of my and Chris is probably this is probably one of your favorites as well, Chris. This is uh, you heard of the Black Mirror from Batman, Detective Comics eight seventy one. I got this copy. I'm not sure if I already showed this or not. If I have, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But anyways, very proud of this. It's it's got to be in the it's got to be in the high nines. Uh, when I check when I found it, I checked this out. Corners are sharp. Looks really good. Anyways, but I love this cover as well. So that's why I wanted to show it off. Detective Comics. Eight seventy one. Boom. All right, guys. I'm off like a prom dress. Peace. There it. he is, man. There he is. There he just walks in, cool as a cat, man. I love cool it. Cool as a cat, man. Recording at like <laughs> one one in the morning yesterday or something like that. So, man, I, I miss I miss Oscar, man. And that is a great yeah. uh, Detective Comics uh, eight seventy one. That is a key book uh, from the Black uh, Mirror series from Scott Snyder, and super cool, man. Super super great. So you love that Batman? I was looking at that Umbrella Academy, man. Yeah, I really like that one. And I'm pretty sure that that's the free comic book day version of the Umbrella. I think that one went up in value yeah. like crazy. So yeah, when he pulled that out. Like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. He had that. Nice. that is awesome. I didn't know Very he nice. had that. He he pulls out these treasures sometimes, so he likes to yeah. surprise us. Yeah, what do you? It doesn't surprise me that he has any or has all of those. That's a no doubt, movie. man. I'm gonna go next, and then I and then I'll have you go. Right uh, I pulled this out just for you, David. So this is. Let's do this right here. I, let's do this. All right, so this is, yeah. <laughs> Marvel Comics Presents Colossus. This is issue number 12. I believe this is like one of your favorite characters ever. It is. Right? Yes, I love Colossus. So this is a very cool issue, Marvel Comics Presents. Again, number 12, and the whole thing is all about Colossus. On the front yeah. there, it says, See the chilling climax to the saga of the Man-Thing. See the X-Men's Colossus versus the CIA. Nice. Oh, beautiful cover. 
that is my first comic showcase right there. And then I'm going to go ahead and do my other here. And this is Violator issue number one. Look at that beautiful cover. This is wow. a three-issue miniseries, of course, based off the Violator from the Spawn universe. And this book, when it was released, was $1.95, so only two bucks. But look at that. I mean, just look at that art. And this is uh, this is actually, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I thought this was a Liefeld cover, but I might be mistaken. Well, it doesn't have a, a, a Todd McFarlane signature, so it's not McFarlane. I have to check on that. TBD. But uh, there you go. Violator number one. It looks like McFarlane. It does look like McFarland, though. Yeah. So it is beautiful cover. Beautiful, beautiful cover. And that right there is my comic showcase. What do you have for us, David? I have Marvel Fanfare. Oh, let me uh, me switch over here. Let me switch over here. Uh, Where are you? Oh, not that one. Got cut out already. (laughs) (laughs) How do I do this? Oh, Lord. Where's Oscar? Yeah. Give me Oscar. Now you know what? Let me do that. There we go. Uh, Marvel Fanfare number 10. Uh, George Perez doing the art on it. It's amazing. So you get a lot of backstory of the Black Widow. So I I, I, I enjoyed reading about it because with the movie coming out that I was really anxious to see, uh, just a lot of her history. It's kind of interesting. Some of it I either had forgotten or just never really read it good enough to remember it. But uh, I enjoy this. Very good. And my next one is Fantastic Four Special Issue 250. This one here, you got Spider-Man, you got Captain America, X-Men, Fantastic Four with fighting with the Gladiator. Uh, it's all kinds of, uh, kind of like the nonstop Spider-Man. Once this thing gets going, it's just nonstop fighting back and forth. Dogs and cats living together, all kinds of mayhem. Uh, this is a really good comic. So I... This is a segment I really enjoy because it forces me to go back in my my collection and read some of these comics and, and look at them again. Uh, so I thoroughly enjoy it, man. And this is a great comic for everybody. That's a beautiful. I love those old school covers. So you got a lot of characters on there and uh, just 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 awesome, dude. That's uh, great story. Just simple, but just action all the way through. Solid, man. Solid story. Solid issue. Uh, I just want to see this comic book. Steve says, so if y'all want to know how ridiculous comic prices are right now, just sold issues 1 through 16 of the Sadarsky Daredevil run for 175 Was expecting $60 tops. Yeah, I mean, depending on what you got, Steve, I mean, it can it can get pricey. That, that Zadarsky run is a lot better than anybody ever anticipated. So yeah, I mean that thing has got value all over it. I can't believe you sold it. Are you are you not reading it anymore? Or are you just getting trades? Because man, that is such a great uh, run of comics. Uh, Stephen Hayner says I have been trying to keep up with Zadarsky's run from the start, and he said he got issue twenty five in second print. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but uh, that that book is just ridiculously good. I think that is the best Marvel comic. That's probably why it's so expensive. Because I mean they ha- they don't have a whole lot going for them except the shows and Daredevil. So there you go. All right, man, this is the time where we do a one-minute spoiler-free review on a new comic that is coming up, New Comic Book Day. This is called... Power Minute, because I can feel the power going through my shoulders. I was watching some, uh, I was watching some uh, Rocky 
uh, clips earlier. So I, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up right now, David. I'm just going to tell you, I got, I got coffee this week. I made a mistake last week. I don't know if you go back and watch issue 65. My eyes were like, I don't know if you could, but they're, they were talking and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and today I got. Now you're pumped I, up, huh? Got I got some juice. Creep, creepy eyes. Mm. All right. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, all right. Power Minutes. This is, again, good. a new comic from next week. Are you ready? I got one minute. You ready? All right. All right. Ready? No. Rabid World number one. This is Scout Comics writer Todd Sinani, artist Oleg Ukinev, and letterer Lucas Gatoni. I don't know how if that's right, but the title says it all. When a man discovers his dog feeling sick, he attempts to take him to the vet only to be attacked by his dog in what seems to be a rabies-type sickness. But that's only the beginning as reports began coming in from all over the East Coast of humans acting rabid and acting and attacking one another in droves. If you think this is just another zombie story, think again. It's greatly paced with a very real-world human feel to the characters. Several relationships are being built, and the consequences are world-changing. The art is a huge, huge win. I'm loving this style with a sort of black-and-white background with splashes of color throughout the highlight, highlight moments uh, of things. You all know that I do at least one Power Minute every week, and I get excited over many of these books, but this is one that I instantly added to my pull list. It's very, very, very good. Rabid. Is that how you say it? Rabid number? Rabid. It's R-A-B-I-D, but it's... Rabid, like a rat. Yeah, rabid dog. You know, dog. Like, when, like when a dog has rabies and they call it a yeah. rabid dog? It's rabid, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, rabid. I just want to do this. Yeah, no, I need, I need to get those controls so I can you get need, it. You need the controls, David. So but I, uh, I told Oscar about this book because, I mean, he loves anything uh, zombie-related, and this is in the zombie genre, but it's very, very good, very well done. Uh, I called uh, as soon as I read it the following day, and I put it on my pull list because I don't want to miss it. And I'm pretty sure you're going to go to your comic store next week and it's going to be gone by, by a certain time. I can guarantee that. Oh, I'll get to that one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before, we, uh, before we get into new comics, we're going to uh, show off some toys real quick. All right. I just want to see uh, Adam here says, so excited for Rabbit World. I bought the ash can a while back and loved what little I read. Dude, it is really, really good. I'm telling you, the arts, the story, it's different, man. It's different than anything I've read recently. Uh, and there was a while when zombie stories were kind of becoming a little bit more frequent. And um, this is nice, man. We haven't had one that's been overdone or anything like that recently. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, all right, so this is uh, Lost in the Toy Aisle. We're going to show off a toy from our collection. And again, before you and I uh, show our toy off, let's see what Oscar has. Is this thing on? Oh, shoot. All right, guys. If you're watching this, I didn't, I didn't make it. If you're watching this video, I didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't make it to the show. Anyways. What's up, Chris? All right, I'm here to tell you about my Lost in the Toy Aisle pick. And um, you know, if you if you collect toys or comics or anything like that, you know that when your spouse gets you something, it's usually a big deal. And because uh, they don't want to, they don't want to 
uh, helping the sickness, right? They don't want to encourage encourage the sickness. But my wife picked this up for me, and uh, my wife picked this up for me, and I want to I want to show it to you here. It's a it's a Funko keychain. See here, that a Wolverine zombie keychain. She knows I love Wolverine, so she picked this up for me, and I thought it was the coolest thing. So. That's my Lost in the Toilet Aisle, Chris. Hope yours is as good as mine. And uh, if not, then, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right, man, peace. Oh, man. That's great. Yeah, you know you guys are close when you guys are comparing toys like that, dude. Yeah, it's not the first thing we compared either, man, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, wow, <man. laughs> Just kidding. Another one of those nights. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be a casual fling type. I mean, the oh. rating... The ratings are down tonight. I mean, people are out watching Justice League. Let's be honest. Everybody's out there watching the Snyder Cut. Uh, we're probably going to get a lot of watches, rewatches on the replay on this one. So uh, yeah, let's just let it all hang out tonight. Brown man. chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, David, you're up. What, what do you up. got for uh, Lost in the Toy Aisle today? All right. I don't, I don't really have a lot of toys, but the one. this is uh, another one that I had behind me. This is uh, my Shogun Warrior. Yes. Uh, Dragon is how it's, uh, I guess, uh, D-R-A-G-U-N. Uh, this is back when I was a kid, man. I used to use this thing to fight the He-Man with Castle Grayskull, throwing him at it, throwing He-Man at it. Nice. This little thing here used to, back in the day, you know, toys weren't as safe as they are now. So you had an axe that you'd hit this and it'd shoot out. And uh, I don't have it anymore, but there was a, a little machine on here that would shoot little stars like ninja stars nice with nice points they're pretty hard yeah so you just shoot them at each other and it hurt it was, it was fun but the hurt made it fun i guess so it's got little wheels on the bottom which is kind of actually kind of weird now that i look at it like yeah why does a thing like this have skates so that's cool man but yeah it, look at the side of that this that's thing huge go against your batman back there yeah i know man see him <laughs> This is, this is, is like uh, back before uh, Pacific Rim, man. Very cool, dude. I mean, uh, yeah. it, did, is was it motorized or battery operated or anything? It just it, it oh, just man. is what it is. You can just play like yeah, it's on. I, I don't think they had battery operated back in those days. Was, okay, okay. Yeah, just just uh, yeah, just not not really a lot of mobility to be honest. Like you can't really <laughs> move the elbows, the knees don't really move, the legs don't move. That's it, right there. That's the mobility. That's great. Don't break it. Don't break it, David. Don't break it. So, yeah, it's, this thing's been through a lot. Well, the good thing back in the day, they built in the last, though. I mean, this yeah. is she's about 40 years old, man. That is so cool, man. So cool. All right. Very nice. All right. My my toy, excuse me. I, I may have burped there. Uh, my toy, guys. So when I went into the comic store, I got to be, I'm, I'm, disguising my excitement for the Snyder Cut Justice League right now. It's really all I've been thinking about yesterday and today, kind of this whole week. Uh, I pre-ordered the Target Batman Justice League toy that came out last night, I believe, when the release of the movie. I pre-ordered that already because I I just... When, when I, you, that's what you got to You got to enjoy this stuff, the hobby so much where you got to get this stuff. Yesterday, I was in the comic store. I went over to the toy section. And I went ahead and got this guy right here. And this is the Nightmare Batman. And he's he I got this for $14.99. But I just had to have it, dude. I mean it's a loose figure. 
and I'm just in the in the mood for Justice League right now, so I had to I had to get this. Oh, you see him? Very nice. I mean, well, he looks I, just just like Ben Affleck there. You see him? So Beautiful. you can get some more characters and have like a battle. Yeah, I need to, man. I need to, and I'm a, I might have him go up against Rapido right here. <laughs> right but uh, like, uh, was that slow motion, stop motion film or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is. <laughs> I love this, dude. I mean, again, if you guys have seen uh, the Batman versus Superman, that's the Nightmare Batman. He's in the, I think he's in the Justice League. Uh, Take movie. him in the tub. Go yeah. Wash him off. Do all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> random random one says, oh, she, she predicted here. It is a Batman toy. Yeah. I knew it was a Batman toy. Gotta be Batman. Batfleck. That's right. That's right. So there you guys have it. That is our Lost in the Toy Aisle. Some fun toys. Because let's, let's be honest, we're all just big kids here. That's, there's, there's, there's no hiding it there. <laughs> no. So, yeah. All right, man. The show is moving slowly. Let's keep rolling here. It's New Comic Book oh Day. God, it's new Comic Book Day. Happy New Comic Book Day. Happy, happy, happy New Comic Book Day. Oh, day after new comic book day but this is the new comic book day portion of the show where we all have a pick of the week i will have a pick david will have a pick and so will oscar that is the book that kind of stood out among the rest the best of the best that we thought from the books that we read yesterday and uh, we're also going to share some thoughts on the new comics that came out yesterday i'm just going to warn everybody this is a review show we try to stay away from spoilers as much as possible but there might be minor spoilers because we want you guys to get the information. And then if you didn't try out a book, we want to tempt you and we want you to go get that book if it's something that appeals to you. So with all that said, I am going to let Oscar take it away since he's not here. I want to give him I want to give him that first pick every single segment. So let's look at him and see what he picked as his pick of the week. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, Chris and David? Man, I wish I was there on the show with you guys right now. I really miss, I really miss it. But uh, my pick of the week is Justice League Fifty Nine. Psych. Yeah, right. So, what's actually my pick of the week is in Justice League book, but it's actually the Justice League Dark uh, little teaser thing in there in the back. Of the in the back of that book that I really did enjoy. Uh, so the writer for that section was, it's called uh, Return to Caledonia, or Caledonia, I don't know. Uh, writer is Ron V. Of course you can't go wrong with any kind of Ron V, right? Uh, so a mysterious figure has returned and seems to have some strong magic powers. Uh, he seems cutthroat and about his business. Now who is this guy, right? They don't really say, well they say his name, but I don't wanna give that away. So you have to read it yourself to find out. Uh, but that's not the reason I picked this. The reason I did was because of the plot. The plot seems pretty dang good. And I'm, I'm excited to get it. I'm going to add it to my sub list. I want to know what's happening. So uh, the story, the, from what they show, um, Constantine is a Tana. They're right in the back of a pickup truck. And they're he's talking about this prophecy. And he wants to go check out this place where there's a prophecy that happened in the 17th century. And, uh, and so they, when they, they get out there and there's this fight going on with two different groups of people. And uh, basically it's it's some believers of heaven and some believers of hell that are there um, because the prophecy had uh, a messenger, an angel from heaven appearing with a gift uh, to aid in this war that's going to be coming. At, at the same location, 
a demon from hell that shows up with a weapon of hell to also fight in this war. And uh, just that alone, it, it seemed pretty interesting. Uh, I like where it's going and I, I want to stay in it, I think. So uh, I think I'm going to give this a try. But I definitely like, like that issue. It's probably the best thing I read this week. Uh, so yeah, that's my pick. Uh, Justice League Dark preview. I give it a three. All right. All right, guys. Peace. Nice. All right. Very nice. So he chose not the Justice League main story, but the Justice League dark story that is in the back. And he gave that a three. You know, huh? You dick. Boy, oh boy. Three. Hmm. All right. So I just want to show this real quick. So Justice League uh, issue number 59 came out yesterday. I just got to say this. Look at this cover. This is from the Snyder. I was I'm telling you, I was feeling all the Snyder cut vibes. I even got the uh, the Snyder cut cover there. Justice League. I love these covers. I was not about to buy. I think there was three of them. Uh, I was not going to buy all of them, but there it is. Uh, and I will tell you the best part of this book is the cover um, because uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what? Oscar's right. The The story in the back, the Ram V uh, story is actually pretty good. Um, so I'm just going to throw it out there right now. I know we are all going to have a disappointment of the week, but this is my disappointment of the week, Justice League number 59. And let me tell you why. Um, again, I want to I want to preface this with saying there is two stories in here. There's the main story, which is the one I'm disappointed in. And then the Ram V Justice League dark story, which is really good. Everything Oscar said was on point. It's dark. Uh, it's got Constantine at his best. And that is just a, a teaser which is going to be uh, the Justice League Dark will start in its own series, in its own book, uh, coming up soon. So I just want to preface that that is a great story. But Justice League 59 in general, I have it up here. The front story is by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. I thought this story was just meh to me. It, he, he really doubled down, Brian Michael Bendis, that is. He really doubled down on defending his decision to make Superman go public with his identity as Superman to the world. Um, I don't know if you if you knew that, David, but recently, a few issues back with the Bendis run, Clark Kent, uh, Superman revealed that he's Clark Kent. So the whole world knows his his identity. There's no more having to hide himself with the glasses and all that stuff. So I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, so he really doubled down on that on that concept here in this issue. Um, and, and the Justice League, they have this whole conversation like, hey, should we really we should really bring fresh blood into the league? Maybe we're not doing our jobs the best that we can. I'm like, shut the heck up, for real. Like, I, <laughs> when I was reading it, I was just like, dude, this is this is the Justice League. Uh, we're having the the Snyder Cut Justice League come out. These guys are freaking amazing characters. They're almost godlike, uh, and these are the greatest heroes ever. They don't need anyone. They don't need new fresh blood. Uh, however, if they want to recruit some more heroes because they want to build the league and train a new generation, that's cool. But don't don't give me that the league is failing. We're not doing our job. I, I just I don't I think that's garbage. Uh, we got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Flash on the team, Green Lanterns. So enough enough said, man. But and and I'm not I don't want to I don't want to hate on Bendis because there has been great great stories told by Brian Michael Bendis, but his his DC stuff is just not it's just not been hitting for me. Um, I do like that Naomi is going to be joining the league. I was a big fan of the uh, miniseries that Naomi had when that, that came out in 2019. But other than that, this is not good for me. 
Uh, and I may unfortunately be dropping this Justice League title if this if this goes where it's uh, where I'm thinking is going. But again, it's worth if you just bought it just to read the Rom V teaser so that you can get into the Justice League dark story. There you go. Did, so did you get I that? did not know that he uh, revealed himself, but it just sounds weird. Superman revealing his yeah. identity, like when his glasses like fall off or like that's that's his only like disguise. Yeah. That's like, his thing, man. That's it. Yeah, I'm Superman. <laughs> I always thought it was so weird. Like, how do you not know it's Superman? But that's everybody, true. Everybody went with it. It's all cool. Yeah, but I wear glasses, and everyone knows it's me when I take them off. So I don't know. That's not true. I, I yeah, dude did uh, <laughs> fool me a couple of times. <laughs> I'm a completely different man with my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So here we go. I'm going to do my pick of the week. My pick of the week was Nightwing issue number 78. This is a DC Comics written by Tom Taylor, art by Bruno Redondo, letters by Wes Abbott. Um, look, I'm just I'm just going to be straight up. I, I'm a huge Dick Grayson Nightwing fan. Uh, I have read every issue of Nightwing since the New 52, even when he turned to Rick Grayson and when it felt like the character was not being written to his true potential. I have been there. I've been faithful. Um, but this right here, Tom Taylor's run, this is a fresh start. If you've ever wanted to dip your feet into who Nightwing is, what he's all about, right now is the time, guys. I'm telling you, Tom Taylor, he just knows how to write characters. Uh, you can tell from several references that he knows the history of Nightwing, from the uh, Tony, Tony Zuka references to the Rick Grayson uh, more recent references. He's really done his homework leading up to this time when he's taken over the series. And in this issue, you get so many great character moments, um, the quips, those little funny quips that, that Dick is known for, uh, the compassion that he has for people because of his own experiences in his childhood and his parents being taken from him at such a young age. I just I, I really enjoyed how this book made you feel like Bloodhaven is very different from Gotham, but no less important. And that Nightwing is very different from Batman. And he's also no less important to the city that he protects. Um, you also get some great moments between uh, Babs, uh, Batgirl, and and Dick from childhood, and also more recent moments uh, that they've as they're catching up. Uh, we have a story building up about corruption in Bloodhaven, uh, Bloodhaven, led by Blockbuster. He's like a king, a kingpin type character. After Blockbuster makes an example of the current mayor, someone from Dick's past will have to step up to be the new mayor of Bloodhaven, which could spell problems for for Nightwing. But uh, my favorite part, which again, Tom Taylor just has a way of not only being funny and smart in his writing, but he also puts these very emotional, heartfelt moments in a comic book. Uh, and, and Dick Grayson, he has to he gets a letter from Babs that was written to him from Alfred uh, before he passed away. Alfred would read would write these letters once a year because of the type of life that he and Bruce lived. He kind of always knew that he had a chance of dying. And he writes this letter to Dick Grayson and uh, he, he reads it there at the end. It just it just hits, man. It's just it's emotional. It's heavy. But like I guess you, you get a lot. You get a lot of uh, comedy in this. You get a lot of uh, quips and a lot of emotion. So I thoroughly enjoyed this book. And, and Nightwing is in great hands. It's a great jumping on point, too, if you if you want to get into Nightwing. Why are you laughing, dude? Well, you, it was like you're getting emotional. Like you, I you am like, like a hug or something. I am getting emotional, man. I, I'm telling you, these characters, dude, they, they get me, man. And Nightwing is, it's one of those, it's one of those characters that you, you either like or you don't like. Some people hate on him, and you know, but I got a little Nightwing character back here, but I'm, I'm gonna pull. I'll save that for a t Lost in the Toil one day. But 
I'm yeah. serious. This is great. I, I highly recommend it. Again, if you... What is, what is this here? Oh, yes. Now I see Chris pointed out exactly what I just said. Oh, look. So I heard a little snip about JL59. I don't consider it a disappointment because I didn't expect anything except for Brian Michael Bendis to justify his choices on page one of his choices in Superman. Boom. And we just talked about that. Nice. But uh, yeah, you're going to have to pick up Nightwing, David. Did I think you did you order it? No, no, I didn't. But I, I you know, I, I probably will because I, I love Nightwing. I used to I followed yeah. I used to collect Teen Titans back in the day before there was a Nightwing. So I, I watched uh, or watched. I read the comics all the way up until Nightwing came and it, it was it was awesome, man. I, I like him. So, awesome. yeah, I just, for whatever reason, I just haven't uh, collected that one. But I, I might jump on, especially with the challenges I've been having at the comic store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before I want to hear about that in just a second. I'm going to give Nightwing number one. I'm not number one. It felt like a number one, but uh, that's Nightwing issue number 78. I'm going to give this. You know, I absolutely love that book. Four. A four. All right. So, all right. We're getting to your pick of the week, David. You wanted to say something about the comic book story. You just said a second ago. Well, talk to me, man. What, what's going on? What's so, so I've been having challenges with the pick of the week just because of, I guess, my situation. So like a little bit backstory for all, all you guys in the, the chat room. So Chris is the one who actually got me hooked up with Midtown Comics uh, a while back when, when we first started working together. And I, I've been getting my comics online, especially now with the COVID thing. Uh, my wife doesn't like me going out. So. I ordered them and then I discovered that, hey, you can pre-order and because I'm cheap, you get them 35% off. So if you're looking yeah. for really good prices on comics, you can pre-order 35% off. They got a great selection, comes out a month in advance uh, or every month, I guess. Um, so that's how I get most of my comics. So then once Chris asked me to kind of help out until we get Oscar back, uh, I needed to start going to an actual comic store and getting comics. So I go to my local comic store so my struggle is I've already ordered a whole bunch of comics, so I got comics coming. So I'm trying to buy new comics, but I'm not trying not to repeat comics that I already bought. So and this is the question I kind of want to throw out to everybody else. If, 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 I don't know if I'm having an isolated incident or like, is it my comic book store or is it just an industry thing? But this is like the second time in a row I go on a Wednesday to get comics, new comic book day. And the majority of comics are sold out. There, there's nothing there. Now, granted, I go at six o'clock, but again, it is Wednesday. Like, I it just I get frustrated because I'm there trying to find stuff for the show that I want to read, and the ones that I had in my mind, they're gone. So then I'm just picking random books. I'm just like, all right, what 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 book can I get for the audience that I can take a look at and share with you guys to try and make it interesting. But yeah. literally, we're in the store. I'm in there with my daughter trying to figure this out. I'm frustrated. She wants to go. I ask her to start counting the outs. She counts 26. I thought, no way there's 26. So we recounted. And actually, she missed one. There was 27. So I just like, how can you have 27 out, sold out comics on the first day of comic book day? That makes no sense to me. Like, I don't understand that. You're a comic book store. So, yeah, I just get a little frustrating there. I'm like, well, that's going on. So yeah, it's, it's crazy because I go, I go maybe I try to go around my lunchtime, 12 to 1 p.m. Central time. When I go into the comic book store, there's maybe two or three slots that are that are empty already because you got the people that, that come in the door right when the shop opens, speculators, and they go grab as many books as they can off the shelf. 
But when you're going at, you know, in the evening after work, yeah, you're saying there's 27 books off the show. That, that's not only an issue with, um, of course, that tells you we got speculators are taking the books off the shelf. But then uh, the comic store itself is not ordering a lot of books. Um, and they might be, you know, they're cautious on a lot of stuff right now. I don't want to make excuses for them, but that's that just seems like you said, it's it's the first day. You got to have supply to meet the demand and, and they're missing out on those sales. You, you would have bought a whole set of books last night. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, maybe like when you mentioned the speculators, so are people going in buying 20 at a time just so they can resell them on eBay or something? It's I possible. Know. I mean, unless they limit the book, like, and that's why, you know, like we've talked about on the show before they, our comic store will limit the amount of yeah. comics that you can buy on certain issues, but otherwise you can go in and buy however much you want. So it really just, it just depends, man. So yeah, there's many times they'll, they'll take you, they're going to take your issues. Yeah. Or, or again, is this just isolated and I just need to find another place. I, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe it's just that store, but it is, I don't want to say the name. So in case they see this and block me from coming yeah. back or something, but uh, I mean, they're yeah. a pretty big name comic store. They've been around for a long time. I, I, I never expected to have this problem. So. Yeah, Steve. Uh, Steve says they can sell DC on Tuesdays now, right? They can. They are supposed to, but n no comic store here locally that I know of actually puts the DC comics out on Tuesday. They have been stubborn. They get the books on Tuesday uh, or earlier than that, but they wait to release all the books on Wednesday. At least that's the case every store I've been to here in in San Antonio. So that's unfortunate. It's like, well, uh, how we go in on Saturday? Like, what's left on Saturday? Nothing. <laughs> like, I even bother? Like, I, I don't know. But, yeah, that was just my personal, like, the first okay. time I chalked it up as a one-off. But then the second time, which it seemed got even worse than the first, I'm like, yeah, what's going on, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to just highlight a couple comments here. Adam, he, uh, just a moment ago, he said, JL59 was a big thumbs down. I'm glad uh, glad we agreed on that, Adam. Definitely agree. Uh, Steve says, so excited to read Nightwing. Absolutely, dude. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, ordering, Steve Hayner says, ordering comics. A lot of stores only want to order a few copies so they aren't stuck with them. It, it makes sense. Like I said, especially after the year we had uh, last year, I, I can tell they're very cautious, um, but people are buying right now. And, and that's it's a, it's, it's a buyer's market, man. And so I just feel like there needs to be uh, there needs to be a few more books, especially the indies. They've ordered just a few. So Adam says it might be isolated to an extent. 27 seems like a lot, but I can hear, I can see one or two being sold out at other shops. Yeah, for sure. David, what is your pick of the week, sir? All right. So, uh, Chris, uh, informed me that my pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I love the way you do it too, man. It's like, um, um, hey Dave, uh, about that pick of the week. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to let you know that's not a new pick of the week. <laughs> uh, so I, I picked Invincible. I, I grabbed this. It was one of the ones that I, I've heard about it a lot of news, and didn't realize that uh, I, I knew it was there was news about it. I just didn't realize it was an actual reprint from back what you said six years ago. Somewhere I, I really couldn't tell you for sure. I, I, and it's it's been a few years since uh, since that book was released, but so so I, I guess it may not. I, I guess it would be hard to give spoilers on a book that probably everybody's already read. Give all the spoilers yeah. you want, man. Yeah, but but nonetheless, you know, there, honestly, I, I thought it was a good book. There really wasn't. It's a great opener, great uh, beginning of I guess the run. 
that's probably already over by now and I just didn't realize it. But yeah. um, no, it, it's a really good story. I, I liked it. Um, it reminded me a lot of uh, the, the Superman show that's going on. You know, Superman, the dad, you got the kids going. So it's about the son who has a father who's a you know superhero. Uh, I kind of dig how they're just kind of at the dinner table talking while their you know dad's on the TV saving you know people on the other side of the planet, and him and mom are just talking. And all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, is dad going to be able to make it there?" And there he comes. He's he's there at the table. So uh, you know basically the the dynamics of the family. Uh, you know the son trying to you know learning about his powers that he. First, he doesn't have them. Then he learns he's, he's got them. Now, what to do with them? And just a story about you know him growing up and learning what to do with his powers, how they work, and how he wants to, I guess, be like his dad and fight crime. So um, the thing I liked about, it, like I said, it's not a complex story. It's a very good opener, uh, but it, it's just I like the way it was written. It's easy to read. You just keep going, and it's it's a good story. Good dialogue. Good banter back and forth. So. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't read it out there five, six years ago, check it out. It's a good one. I I forgot to tell you, uh, we do lost in the past. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the show, uh, we will. You know, yeah. you're not supposed to give your thoughts just yet, sir. And, and, and this is also my comic showcase. Oh man, the, you know, I, I just looked it up. Uh, Invincible first appearance was 2002. So oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's, look that up. that's great, man. Twenty years almost. But... So, yeah, I'm, I'm missing up my segments here, man. I'm sorry, dude. I'm new oh, to this. Dude, I'm not pros like you and Oscar, man. No, no, I'm just kidding with you, dude. Listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, I have never read Invincible, so when you told me, uh, I, I'm like, dude, that is a book that I've wanted to get the trade for for a long time. I've wanted to read it, and you telling me about it a little bit, it gets me, it gets me intrigued. It gets, it gets me excited for a lot of new collectors or collectors that just started in the last few years that might be watching this. It could be a book that, you know, maybe they haven't given a try. And then they put that issue number one out there as a reprint, gives them a chance to go out and buy it. Um, so there you have it, man. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's got good dialogue. It's a good story. I, I enjoyed it. And I, like I said, it was not a comic that I probably would have normally picked, I guess. It, yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you why. But I went ahead and grabbed it, read it, and like, nice. It was, it was, it was entertaining. It was good. It kept, it kept my interest. So and they and they they're putting that reprint out because there is a I believe it's Amazon that's going to release the uh, an animated version yeah. of Invincible that's going to be coming very soon. Of course, it's a Robert Kirkman book. So um, that's great, dude. I, I like it. What, what would you rate that? You know, I, I would give it a, a solid three. Uh, I mean, like I said. It, I, wouldn't go much higher than that, but that's not because it's a bad book. It's just, again, it's an opener, uh, you know, nothing crazy, but good story, good dialogue, good, good uh, character development. I enjoyed it. Three. Three. You know, huh, you dick. Boy, oh boy. Three. And there you have it. Invincible number one. Lost in the past, everybody. Uh, from the... <laughs> If you, uh, uh, David, if you had a runner up from the books that you read, what, what would it be? I, I went with Bequest. Um, nice. Again, uh, the kind of Dungeons and Dragons in Chicago uh, storyline. Um, yeah, it, again, first starter. It was interesting. A lot of Dungeons and Dragons references uh, about an evil guy who's now using something, uh, dragon blood, to create an evil 
basically like super soldiers. Uh, Sorcerer brings in some Dungeons and Dragons uh, good guys to come in and try and yeah. fight them kind of thing. So, yeah, it, it was good. I like the artwork on it. Uh, interesting characters. Uh, pretty cool artwork. Uh, that was a good runner-up for me. As a... Uh... Yeah, you you were you used to be a dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons uh, fan as a young person, correct? I, I yes, I did spend some time playing some Dungeons and Dragons back in the day. Throwing so that, some dice. yeah, so I, I I hear that that book is like it's really uh, great for people that were fans of of the game. I think in the back section, I heard that there was like a whole like uh, section, like additional section, just for people that play. Is it accurate or? Uh, if there, I didn't miss like them. player cards or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't see any cards in there. I would, might have noticed that one. But all right, I'll forget it. Just yeah. I, don't, I don't know. What I'm talking <laughs> about. I got to go look again. I don't know what I, I don't know. It's the but Justice it's League, man. I got to get. I got to get to it. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, if I had a runner-up, it would be Radiant Black issue number two. This is from Image Comics. Look at that. It's a beauty. That blue cover, uh, Image Comics writer Kyle Higgins, art by Marcelo Marcelo Costa, letters by Becca Carey. For anybody that is an aspiring writer or creator, someone that has had it tough and attempting to make their dreams come true, which is many of us, this is a book for you guys. Uh, Nathan has been given the chance of a lifetime with newfound superpowers that literally came overnight. But let's not forget, without his powers, he is a writer who has not ever been paid to write. He doesn't have a job and he's living with his parents as he attempts to figure out what exactly he can do with these powers. He also gets a dose of reality from his dad who tells him that if he's going to be at home, he's got to get a paying job uh, as, as much as Nathan uh, doesn't appreciate this conversation with his dad. He knows that his father's right because dad's no best. Am I right? And uh, and he knows that he will have to work that much harder to make his dreams come true. In this issue, we also find out that there may be one, uh, more than one super-powered Radiant running around, but he's not the hero type like our like our our guy Nathan here. Um, but this is just—it's such a great take, and as someone who's constantly working hard to be successful, I, I find this character very relatable. Uh, and what it, what's being said in this book, I love it. I want some more of it. Uh, like the Tim McGraw song, do you know that country? You got it from country. <laughs> I like it. I love it. <laughs> Did you read Radiant Black number two? I did. I did. Yeah, it, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. It was, it was up there. But, you know, I got the D&D background, so I had to go with yeah, it. Yeah, I got you. A little bit of history there. But it, but it was entertaining. Like Very it. good. It, it's a great book. I, it's going to hit some people more than others. I mean, it's, it's, it's whatever clicks for you, right? And this book uh, definitely clicks for me. It hits. It strikes a chord with me. Um. Nice. I want to give a moment to Oscar because he did have a runner-up today. These are my honorable mentions, uh, stuff that I really did. I really did enjoy, but I didn't really uh, didn't really hit me as my favorite of the week. So, real quick, it's uh, Nightwing, uh, Nightwing issue seventy-eight, written by Tom Taylor. I really enjoyed this issue as well. Uh, I, I like what it's laid out for the future of Nightwing. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, I think I think that. Uh, I think Chris will talk more about this uh, when he gets when he when he does his part there. I kind of felt like the baddie in this guy in this issue is like a DC kind of uh, equivalent to Kingpin in the Marvel universe, but <laughs> that's how I kind of felt re uh, when I read that. But uh, 
you know, like I said before, I think it's a great start. Uh, Tom Taylor is doing a great job, and I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen, what's going to be happening next in that in in, uh, in Nightwing. So we'll see. And uh, next up, my next uh, runner-up is uh, Catwoman 29. Uh, that's also written by Ron V, right? I mean, just take my money now, Ron. I mean, you know. <laughs> but uh, another great issue, right? What can I say? Uh, like, it wasn't uh, tough enough to ha for uh, Catwoman to have a hitman on her case, right, after her. But there appears to be another character who, who, who could potentially be an assassin going after her or just somebody that's going to give her trouble. And they run into each other. And, man, they she gets a uh, Catwoman gets a run for her money there. There's some great action sequences there. Uh, you, you know, Catwoman gets surprised and and, and uh, man, she may, she has to make a run for it to to you know without spoiling too much. But very exciting issue. I would definitely check this out as well. And uh, man, you know, get, get lost in some comics, guys. So, anyways, I hope you guys uh, like my like my honorable picks, Chris. And uh, don't bash me too hard. You know, you and David. You know. So, but uh, anyways, guys, peace out, man. Very nice. Very nice. This would have been a week if Oscar was here. We would have actually agreed on just about everything. I mean, I think everything he's hit, he's hit said is spot on. Uh, Catwoman 29, another great. I mean, he, he oh, first he mentioned Nightwing, which was my pick of the week. So obviously we agree on that. Uh, Catwoman 29, Rom V. Um, I'm just going to keep this brief, but we, you know, we have all sorts of threads being created in this issue, along with old threads continuing to grow. And I'm just I'm just in utter amazement of what Ram V and how he builds a story, creating all these layers that ultimately always pay off. And, and, and they pay off really quick. You notice that in his writing, you get these payoffs super quick. Um, but I've said it many times on the show ever since we started reading Catwoman when he took over. But I, I'm such I'm in such a happy place when I read Catwoman. Uh, and again, this this issue is no exception. Art by Fernando Blanco. Jordi Belair on colors and Tom Napolitano on letters. Did you get a chance to read that one? I have not. Not yet. It, it's on its way. Okay. I'm getting like three weeks. Not a problem. I think you're, you're going to love that just like always. Uh, Steve says, do you think Radiant Black is going to cross over into the Spawnverse? I w if I was a betting man, I would say no. But I do think it has potential to cross over into the crossover series. Um I could see that happening because it's a newer series, uh, uh, the the Donny Kate series. Um, so possible, I think it's possible, but I, I I don't think it would be in the Spawn verse. But but you know, stranger things have happened. Did you have any other uh, books that you wanted to speak on, Dave? Uh, you know, I mean, my my disappointment of the week was uh, Captain Marvel. I like I said, I. I I caught up on my Captain Marvel and I really liked it. Uh, so I, I picked this one up thinking it would be good. And it was, it was kind of weird. Um, Man. Captain Marvel, like she broke up with uh, uh, Rhodes uh, War Machine. Uh, and now she was out doing like speed dating. She was depressed and uh, Spider, Spider Woman's trying to cheer her up. So they take her out and it was, it was weird. Yeah. All right. Well, wasn't that like the other one? So, all right, a little, all right. bit, a little bit of a disappointment, but I'll I'll see what what the next one is. All right, well, let's check in with Oscar again. He did have a disappointment of the week, also. Guys, if you're hearing this message right now, something bad has happened. If you're if you're hearing this message, I've died. I've died from this horrible book. <laughs> so my disappointment of the week is Justice League Fifty Nine 
written by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. And uh, man, you know, I, <laughs> what can I say? I, I, uh, I wish I was there to really, like, really like lay it out for you guys. But so the story opens up with Black Adam uh, speaking to speaking to this kid in the cemetery. And uh, I don't know where this villain shows up. And he he and Black Adam start fighting. As they're fighting, this guy's whooping on Black Adam already. And, and a couple of, I guess, you know, a couple of panels into this fight, the Justice League shows up. And they all kind of have like a little scene to, to say that, it, you know, the fight's over. And everybody kind of, it's a big introduction for the Justice League, which kind of felt pretty lame to me. So they kind of fight it out. This, this creature, uh, this villain you know, says that he's not, re he's not prepared enough, but now that he knows what to expect and what to prepare for, that he'll be back, you know, better prepared, which I don't, I don't, I don't understand that either. Really don't, don't really care for, don't really care for it. Reminded me of a spawn, reminded me of a spawn character, this, this villain, which is kind of cool, I guess. But anyway, so he goes, he goes, disappears to wherever he's going to, wherever he's going. Batman starts saying, you know, uh, they need to investigate, find out who this guy is. They head back to the Justice League uh, lair and they're there talking about, you know, they're all kind of putting their input in about how they're going to find out who this guy is, where the, they, you know, where his power signature is from. And uh, while they're talking, you know, they realize that uh, I think Kellex, uh, which is the uh, Superman robot, right, uh, is, uh, mentions that there's only been one other signature very similar to this villain and it happens to be Naomi. And, uh, so, you know, they cut to, they cut to that scene right of Naomi and, and Black Adam's already there talking, you know, he says he needs to talk to her. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is Black Adam this good that it took the whole league, the whole story pretty much to talk about this and what's happening with her and, or who this person is. And he's already showing up there talking to her, you know, and I gotta say, I, I really didn't care for the dialogue with these characters. Um, didn't care for the whole Green Arrow talk talk the way he did when he's coming in talking about how the justice league needs to do more blah 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 annoying <laughs> so uh i felt the story was just flat to me uh it didn't draw me in i and that's saying and to me i feel like that's saying that because i'm going into it expecting something i'm going into it expecting to be moved i i want to see these characters after everything has just happened and uh i just feel like it's very it's, it's flat it doesn't pull me it doesn't move me and for that you know, it gets it gets me disappointed, and it's my disappointment of the week. You know, we we read comics to get lost in the story, and and you know, if that's what you want to do, read it. You know, take you know, find out for yourself what you think of it. But I gotta say, I was disappoint disappointed with it. Don't 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 uh, didn't really care for the story too much, and I'm not sure if I'll be picking up the rest. But I will be getting Justice League Dark. So, <laughs> anyways, guys, yeah, I wish I was there with you guys in person and. Uh, I guess in uh over internet i guess but anyways guys miss y'all miss you guys in the chat and uh hopefully uh i'll get to be on the show soon uh but uh you know if not man you guys are doing a good job chris and david so uh peace guys later later oscar later sir it's like he's All here right. with us man i love no, it i love it let's <laughs> just make let's just make this thing official justice league uh issue number 59 I thought it was a piece of hot doo-doo water, but hey, to each his own, right? One. To each his own, indeed. Uh, look, we I talked about it a little bit just a little while ago. I don't want to keep harping on it, but 
there's just so many reasons that, that this didn't hit. And again, with the release of the Snyder Cut this week, you're feeling that Justice League vibes. You, you're, you're ready, and then you get hit with this, and you're like, this is just not, just not my speed, man. So uh, we talked about it already a lot, so we don't need to keep talking about it. But there you have it. I just want to hit on a couple quick uh, books that were big books this week, and I don't want to leave them in the dust. So Ultra Mega, number one. I know Adam asked about it a little while ago. Whew, excuse me. That's from uh, Had Too Much to Eat, man. Had a double double cheeseburger before, uh, before the show. So bad stuff for you guys. But anyway, uh, Image Skybound, written by James Heron and art by Dave Stewart. Three individuals are visited in their dreams by a powerful enti entity that gives them each supernatural strength and abilities to fight off the Kaiju curse, a plague that sweeps across the world, creating insane monsters that only those with powers will have a chance to defeat. Those with powers only get those powers when they are near evil. Jason, who seems to be the main character throughout the issue, is tired and worn out after several years of fighting this curse, and there seems to be no end in sight. Where is the entity that got him into this mess? Why hasn't he heard from the entity in years? What are they even fighting for? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have very mixed feelings about this book. Um, the art, incredible, gorgeous. I mean, many graphic body horror type scenes are creepy in all the right ways. Beautiful, beautiful colors beautifully drawn book and uh, the story is solid great character development lots of consequences i'm only mixed on this because i just it's just not my let's say my bag this is not my bag this is not my thing my uh, I yeah it's not my bag baby i i just i want to like it because i have nothing i have nothing bad to say about it it's just not my type of book uh and for that i probably won't get issue two but again stranger things have happened i might pick up issue two if it's on a light week it's definitely worth checking out. I have, like I said, nothing bad to say about it, except that it's just not for me. Uh, I wasn't excited about it. I didn't get moved, um, but a great book. So I, I I really honestly think you would like this book, David. I think it's it's something that's right up your alley. Yeah, yeah you're telling me about it. And um, yeah. yeah, I think I might pick it up. I'm, I'm still looking for a, I need a, a Wednesday comic that I can really get excited about. And that probably was one I missed, so. Yeah. $7.99, $7.99 price tag, but it's 44 pages of content. You get a lot of book, uh, minimal ads, uh, if any ads. I don't even remember there being ads. So it is, it's it's worth the price. Again, I have nothing bad to say about it except that it's just not my taste. Uh, Comic Burrito says, man, Green Arrow alone being in it made it worth it for me. I am a big Green Arrow fan, uh, Burrito. I, I'm, uh, I'm sure this is Cole. Uh, I'm a big Green Arrow fan, and I did like that he was in there for a couple of pages that he was, but it wasn't enough for me. And I and I want Green Arrow fighting, being quippy. Um, I just don't even think it's in Green Arrow's character to be asking that question. Like, man, we could do more, guys. We could. That that's not Green Arrow. Um, so I don't know. They, again, I have total respect for you guys. If you like enjoyed it, that's great. But again, that was not my not my cup cup of tea um real quick erratic number four awa upshot studios writing and art by kara andrews letter by sal capriano this was my favorite issue of the run so far we only have one issue left in the series and this this particular issue reminded me so much of why i am enjoying the series it's a, it's a it's a teenager who's been given great powers who's dealing with all of the issues of any teenager but also has these added layers of stress being poor not having his dad around, which we find out a lot more about in this issue. It goes into a lot of depth. Uh, you're getting a, a, a more uh, more information on the villain in this in this series. 
So anyway, I, I've said it before, guys. If you're a fan of Peter Parker, Miles Morales, if you like these adults, uh, young adults uh, feels in your book, this is a book that you should be reading. Uh, I, I think we're going to talk about uh, getting kids into comics. This is a great book uh, to get young adults, uh, preteens, teens into comics. It's very clean, um, and it's it's just a great book. So um, real quick, I want to say... I hope you guys listened to my Power Minute last week on Midnight Western Theater Number One. It's a great vampire-ish book uh, type book built in the Old West. I had a very good time with this book, and it's another that I added to my pull list. So go get that, guys. And last but not least, Superman Red and Blue. Uh, not least, but I thought it was a mediocre read. Uh, there's there's this trend lately we've been talking about with all these uh, anthology type books from DC. And there's also a, there's a good trend going on with these black and white type books with the splashes of color, like the Wolverine uh, book that we got not too long ago, and then Batman black and white. This is yet another one of those type of books. And I really do love that art style. I'm really digging that part. But aside from that, you got all these stories from various creators. They were decent. Um, nothing that really knocked my socks off. Just pretty good. I, and I think I'm getting so much great Superman content elsewhere with the CW show, with uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson's books that I just don't need this book in my life. This is a book you read? I did. I did. And, you know, you mentioned those other Superman books and you, you talked you talked great about them. So I was like, I'm not a big Superman guy, but because you've mentioned so many comic books lately that have been really good, I, I picked it up. And I was like, let me check this out. And... Yeah, I, I really, the stories, I, I didn't, I thought they were kind of flat. I didn't really care for them. Uh, and this is just me personally. The I can deal with the black and white stuff. Um, I, I, I get that, and I, I'm okay with that. But for wh whatever reason, I don't know if it was just the color or maybe the art. I, I didn't really like the blue and red. I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. I didn't really care for it. So... I don't know, but I'm also a color guy. I, I prefer, I'm a visual. I like all the, 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 I like really good drawings. I like good coloring. Um, and it, I just didn't, that was probably my worst book of the week. Honestly, I didn't really care for it. All right. All right. I was, uh, well, I was disappointed because I was looking forward to a good Superman. Well, it's a beautiful cover nonetheless. That cover I got right there, a variant cover. It's beautiful. So, uh, real quick, guys, we got Mr. Monarch in the house. Hey, I'm Lewis Southerd, the writer of Midnight Western Theater. Thank you so much for reading the first issue. There you go, man. And uh, Tara had a question in the chat. She had asked, Miss um, Tara, where did you say here? You, she asked if it was an ongoing issue or an ongoing series uh, for the Midnight Western Theater. Maybe, uh, Lewis, can you answer that question? Is it an ongoing? Are we a limited series on this? If you are still here with us, let us know in the chat. And I mentioned it last week, uh, Lewis, if you if you go back to last week's episode, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, when I read it, I read the, the review copy and I added it to my pull list right away because, again, it's just it's just great writing, great art. It's a fun story. I love a good Western story. And then you mix in vampires. It's so good, man. So there you go. He five says issues. five issues. So nice. There you go. If we just had all the writers in here, they could answer all the questions yeah, all the time. Awesome, so. Man. Yeah. Very cool. Well, welcome to the show, Lewis. I'm uh, very glad you could join us this evening. Uh, Steve says, did you know he was here before you talked good about it? But <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, so there you go. Very glad yeah. to have you, Lewis. 
And there you guys have it. So that is your new comic book day reviews. Uh, very, very good stuff this week. Um, very good books. So, man, we're, what, you were making this show go longer, David. You're wanting to get shorter, and you're making it go longer. Robbie, I'm trying to talk fast. I really am. I'm keeping it down. If anything, I'm thinking I got to start working on my reviews because you and Oscar give great reviews, and I don't feel like I'm doing no, as good jobs. Man. So I'm working on it. You're doing great, man. You're doing great. Tell every everybody in the chat. Tell David how good he's doing, man. He needs that. <laughs> Look, uh, our boy Robbie is in the house. I'm going to introduce him here in a second. You're mate, we've, we've upset him. He's having to wait. He's been here waiting for 20 minutes, man. He's over. He's not even in the country right now. Um, but I just want to introduce him. He's a friend of, of the channel, a friend of many people in the chat. Uh, he is the writer of Adam and Eternity. And some call him the best looking guy in the world, the most interesting man in the world. Everybody welcome Mr. Robbie. Oh, what an intro. You. What an like intro. <laughs> yeah, always clean with you guys, you gentlemen, you. Man, uh, David, dude. it's a pleasure. I don't haven't met you yet, but uh, pleasure to meet you. Very nice. Very nice meeting you. David, Robbie, Robbie, David. Um, mm -hmm. Again, a friend of the channel. I feel like I feel like we're family, Robbie. I mean, yeah, we chat of on the, every. Yeah. I love this is a lost family that I'm, you know, part of. It's three a.m. here, and I'm still uh, partying with you all. So you know, dude. that's what it is. I'm so sorry for keeping you so long, man. No, uh, no, it's not, I love listening to the show. You know, I'm tuning in, checking out the comics of this week. Pretty much, you guys had the exact same opinions I did. Awesome. Uh, but I did get to watch the Snyder Cut earlier. We had Ooh. a nice little watch party, some friends and I. So I'm no pretty just to sleep up. Awesome, man. Awesome. That's good to hear. I want to tell you, Robbie, happy belated birthday. Uh, oh, I wanted thanks, to. Man. I was. I wanted you to be in the chat last week. I was going to say happy birthday to you last oh, thank Thursday. You. Yeah. But, I was uh I partied a little too much. Let's say I had uh, to go to bed a bit early. Totally understood, dude. Um, so let's talk. Uh, I know you're here to talk about your wonderful work, which I have read and which is it's just beautiful, dude. Um, you know, you got Adam and Eternity, which we had you on the first mm -hmm. time. I think when you came on the first time, you were on issue two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was on issue two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have now an announcement that I want you to tell everybody about. And if there's anybody watching this on the replay that has not heard about Adam and Eternity for some reason, just give us a little brief synopsis about it and then tell us the news on what's going on with it. Uh, so basically, Adam and Eternity is about an impossible creation uh, thrust into the post-apocalyptic world, and you must discover who he is and how he came to be. But really, he's here to decide what happens next. That's the short little uh, for fans yeah. of the Sandman and uh, the Catcher in the Rye. This is kind of like for you. Um, but the big announcement is uh, we're going to be releasing our trade paperback in April. Uh, we're going to shoot for April uh, 18th is the first date we're going to be launching our uh, trade paperback on RoteComics.com. And that's exactly one month from today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is the uh, first four issues. Uh, yeah, it's going to be the first four issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First four issues. And people can buy this on Rogue Comics uh, website. Mm -hmm. And yep. am I right in saying Amazon? Or yes, that... it will be available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Very cool, man. You have, I noticed you've been working on other projects too, an anthology. Yeah. Can you tell us a little I bit got... about that? Uh, so I got a few things going on. Um, we're doing a few artist showcases coming up for Rogue. So I got uh, a couple one shots coming out with a few of the artists we featured in our Rogue Comics Presents three shorts. Uh, so working with Vanessa, um, Max, and um, uh, blah, 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 so many projects, and David. Yeah. 
going on right now. I have some other projects working on right now. Uh, I've got a Kickstarter ramping up that's going to start April 15th. Uh, and then I've just been pitching my butt off to a bunch of companies. So I've been doing plenty of writing on my side. Like Adam here says, he's the best look looking dude in our little community for sure. LOL. Save some chicks for the rest of us, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Mm, yeah. You know, man. Don't, don't. It's, it's just it's the truth. I love man. it. No, I love it. It's great. Honestly, it's I'm, great. I'm glad I'm married, man. I can't compete with it. <laughs> it's a. Uh, yeah. You should do some cosplay, Robbie. Man, I could see you pulling out I... the Wolverine. Yeah, I could, I could, I got the chops, you know. Yeah. Do there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very mm -hmm. nice. Hey, I want to ask you, dude. I, I, I see sometimes you're, you're super busy, man. Like you're, you're always posting these awesome mm -hmm. pictures of you jumping in the air and, uh, just, just great stuff. When do you, when do you get mm -hmm. the time? Are you still currently writing as you're, as you're partying for your? Yeah, no, job? I'm you're uh, constantly it's, writing. Yeah, it's um, I treat it like a full time job on top of everything else I'm doing. So, you know, I put aside the hours each day and I sit down and I either write in my journal or write on my laptop. Um, I'm currently working on my fourth novel uh, of my published work. Uh, and then I have, you know, comic scripts getting uh, pumped out for other artist projects. Uh, I'm just wrapped a hell of our own uh, chapter three, which is going to be the second to last chapter for our Kickstarter uh, for Dom. Uh, and then just, you know, working up pitch docking documents cover letters, you know, like why you should take this companies and, you know, just getting everything down. So, you know, pretty busy. That's, in, that's incredible, dude. Um, so again, the trade will be out one month from today, April 18th. People can purchase this. Uh, we'll have a link in the description of this video, uh, which you I might get from you, Robbie, um, where people yep. can purchase this. Is it something we can pre-order or is it it's just when the release date? Uh, we'll have can... the pre-orders up next week. Okay. Uh, uh, Jake is still finishing up the trade paperback design. You should be done with it this weekend. So we'll have it up soon. I'll make an announcement on my Twitter. Awesome. And we will retweet that for sure. Um, is there is there any upcoming uh, plans for more issues of Adam and Eternity? Uh, there actually is a whole second volume planned. I actually had the first script um, already written for the second volume, but it will be about probably about January of next year is when we're going to plan to do it. And there you go, guys. All the info on Adam and Eternity. We have, uh, you know, you had sent us a lot of those books a while back, and we mm -hmm. have been faithful in getting all those out. Uh, we'll be having a 1,000. Yeah. yeah, of course. We'll be having our yeah. 1,000 uh, celebration here, our sub count uh, soon. And we'll, I'm sure we, I think we have a couple more to give out. So I'm super excited for more people to see this. Uh, guys, oh, yeah. put, put it on your calendar again. One month from today, uh, we will have Adam and Eternity trade paperback. So excited for it. Um, Adam has a couple, he had a comment here. It says, I wish I had hair like his. I'm balding. <laughs> Nara says, We all want hair like that. And Steve, I'm not balding, but would definitely trade with him. <laughs> He's so symmetrical. Oh, man, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I love it. He's, I love he's it. Interestingly good looking. It's not. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm not in the chat this time, so I don't have this little beautiful chat room popping up. I'm just getting these surprise pop ups. This is I'm great. just throwing them at you, man. Mm -hmm. So, dude, Adam, or I mean, not Adam, Adam and Eternity, man. I can, you're the character. You are the main characters. Let's be honest, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it was very much so written for me and for yeah. any young writer and for any young reader, really. Um, it's anybody can pick it up and they're, I've gone, you know, from all ages, had a good time reading it. 
Awesome, Robbie. And you you really are the man, dude. I, I appreciate you coming on, staying awake with us and giving us all the info. Uh, we will be helping you out as much as we possibly can. And, Thank and, and, you. And I always luck. appreciate it. Of course, dude. Of course. And, and good luck with Adam and Eternity. I can't wait to get my my copy uh, hopefully signed. So we'll see. see oh, yeah. No, you're getting a signed copy. You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Very cool, dude. All right, man. Get some rest. I know it's late. Thank dude. you. Yeah, David, cheers. This guy looks this good at three in the morning. Jesus. I'm telling you. Just imagine what he looks like at seven. I know. I just I, I woke up like this. I was I was taking an effort before, and I woke up like this. So, yeah. There you go, man. Very nice. All right, Robbie. Perfect. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Chris. Thank you, David. Yeah, it was nice a pleasure to meet you. you. See yes, you guys sir. soon. Have a great show. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Cheers. Man. <laughs> All right. There you guys have it, man. Robbie. And here you go. Quote yeah. of the day. I woke up like this. <laughs> yeah, some guys just got it, man. Uh, yeah. here, here you go. Steve says, forget the looks. I'd love to hang out with him either way. Yeah. Uh, we will Fun beg, guy. man. Yeah, it's awesome. Robbie, again, he's a friend of the channel. Um, Adam says, woke up like this. Be quiet, sir. LOL. Look like a troll when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep going. Like a soap opera star. Let's just be honest. Man. Oh, dude, I love it. Again, thank you, Robbie. I I'm excited to get the trade paperback. Uh, again, I've been able to been fortunate enough to read all of Robbie's work, uh, and I'm excited to get that trade in hand, uh, read it all to together, collected. All right, David. Like soap opera star. I like that. What was that? Oh, like a soap opera star. I know. Like a soap opera star. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Um, let's see here. All right. So, All right. big discussion, guys. This is this is this is something that I that we teased uh, last uh, one week ago on our Lost in Comics show. Something that we put out on Twitter. Uh, oh, real quick, Robbie says you guys are too much. Love y'all. I can hear him saying that you guys are too mad. He just talks so smooth too, dude. I just, yeah, it's just slick, man. incredible, dude. Uh, so we teased this topic last week, and I think it's such a huge topic, right? And this is this is going to be the meat of the show right here, guys. Because everybody that's in the chat, if you're doing this on the rewatch, uh, let, let's be honest, right? We got you, David, um, the elder statesman. You know, <laughs> you know. It, that your generation was different. My generation is different than the kids growing up today. Yeah. The kids growing up today, again, if we're all being honest, they're stuck on on these things: tablets, tel uh, cell phones, watching games on here, and it and it's hard to imagine how are these kids of today going to get into comics? Something that we all have grown to love through our lives. Um, you had comics as a kid. I gr I got onto it a little bit later in life. But I think about it all the time, like are kids going to are comics going to be able to continue because kids are just not reading comic books. So today's discussion is how can we influence kids of today to read comics and keep the industry thriving for the future? And we put this on Twitter on Sunday and we posed this question to the community and it was just an overwhelming response of comments. Everything from very practical, easy suggestions that we can all practice and help with. And then there were some more in-depth suggestions that could make a huge impact if the right people were to hear these suggestions. Uh, people at the top of the food chain, comic book uh, publishing companies, large retail stores and schools. Um, so, you know, what? let's start off with, with the big stuff, right? Because there's some big ideas that people posed on here. And I want to have a little conversation about this. Um, so, again, how do we get kids into comics? And we have this first comment here, and this is coming from Cunning Smile, right? 
There's a lot of good suggestions in the replies, but I think the big two need to change. They've largely stopped making comics accessible to young fans. They've become obsessed with crossovers, events, and chasing an aging existing fan base, and sales have dropped accordingly. So hearing that, right, you're talking about the big two um, and, and the events. What's your take on that? Do you think that's, do you think that's accurate? Yes, I, it, extremely accurate. Um, you know, it, it's funny when, when you brought these up, you know, I start thinking about it. And yeah, I don't really think comics now are really geared towards kids at all. I don't think that's their target audience. I don't think they're, I mean, one, the price points are way too high. And exactly, you, all these crossovers, they, they really get you into buying more comics than you probably really want to. Um, with all the speculation stuff, it's more like, again, collectors and yeah, it really has kind of moved away from just the art of reading a good comic in, you know, in not all cases, but in general. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that statement a lot. I, I think they're not really geared towards kids right now as much as, uh, you know, I get it. Some of them, you know, you want to have more adult comics, but yeah. like have a good mix. And I don't think there's a good mix right now. It almost feels, yeah. It almost feels like, say, take DC and Marvel for instance. Um, you, you're you've liked you've loved comic books since you were a kid. Um, and I again, I'm coming in late to the game here, but it almost feels like the publishing companies have tried to, like, you were a fan at that age, and almost like they've tried to, because they those comics were for kids back then, but they've almost had to keep that same audience all the way up to your age level. To where they have matured the comic books, they've gotten darker, deeper, all that type of stuff um, than what they used to be. And again, leaving not, not a lot of content for kids. Um, so, and I and I do think it's it always comes down to money, right? And that's who's buying the comics. Kids don't have the allowance to buy a four dollar comic book, which is something that we're gonna we're gonna talk about here in just a, a second. Actually, you know what? That leads us to our, our next co our next comment here, uh, which is by Secret Wars on Infinite Earth says, make them easy to get affordable issues on newsstands at cinemas, at the supermarket checkout at 7-Eleven, wherever tie-in merch manages to be regularly. You talked about this last week that you when you first started getting comic books, you used to go to a, a convenience store. Yeah, it gives you I, you don't see them anymore there, right? You don't see no. them at stop. Yeah. 7-Eleven, Stop and Go, the Exxons, and that's where they used to always be. Um, so they're not there. They're not. You have to go to a comic store now. Uh, with the one exception, Walmart's have them. But even then, like those are even starting to be like big collectors because they're not as I guess the, the they're different than the normal ones. So people are going after them because they're different. Um, so yeah, but and the price is a big one because that was uh, you know we talked about that was originally the the reason I got out of comics back in the day is because yeah, they, they were just too expensive. Yeah. And and they they ironically they keep going up. But so yeah, it, it's it's uh it's like you said earlier, there was that one, the nine dollar comic, the seven ninety nine the Ultraman or whatever. Yeah. That that was like that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get it. You want to have some like that, um, but it just seems most of them are like that now. And then they're the adult content, like the the consumer books are <laughs> stuck about there. Yeah. There's just a lot of adult comics. Like I don't remember that many back then at all. It was it was more towards kids. Well, I shouldn't say kids, but just easy, good story reading, simple. You know, like Department of Truth. Like, dude, that that's a complex book. Like that's yeah, not, yeah. Like, that's hard for me to read. <laughs> yeah, 
So, yeah, no, no kids are going to read that book. Um, and it kind of leads us to this next comment. It says, sell them where kids are shopping. That means end caps on the toy aisles at Walmart and Target. And number two, price them so kids can buy them. If a kid gets a weekly $5 allowance, that'll get him one book. Make kid-focused books 99 cents, even if they're just reprints or back issues. I thought this was really good because when Walmart started doing releasing their comic books when when they made that deal with dc i started going into the walmarts every now and then and i would check i'm like where where are these comic books dude i had such a hard time finding the and there was times i'd never found them i just don't even know where they are and it's like okay so you made this deal with walmarts why not get i mean it's the perfect opportunity that those toy aisles in Walmart, those kids fled that at, every time somebody goes to a store to a Walmart, they're going to the toy aisle with their kids. Why not put them on an end cap or a little section right next to the superhero action figures? I don't get that. I don't get the, the, the thinking there. And I definitely agree with that comment that was put there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's just it's just I mean, it just even with money being in mind, because that's that seems to be the ultimate driving force behind everything. Um, but behind DC and, and Walmart, I don't understand. Why would you make this deal and have a product that's that's there just so that people can't find it? I'm like, put the, use good marketing, you know, on this stuff. I, I don't understand. I really don't understand it. <laughs> well, what about the aisle that you go in to buy the, the toys like you know, the Batman? They have the toys in Walmart with Batman's. Why not just put it in like comics? right next to the toys that's what i'm saying like they actually have aisles with you know action figures with batman yeah. uh marvel stuff and i just don't i just don't understand it um and steven says they're they are near a checkout station you're right um the checkout station is like a mile long sometimes you know and it's like one little section so yeah, it's, it's not all of them it's know? just one yeah it's just one small section near uh near the near an eye the aisle the checkout station so adam says i've done my part every wednesday i get my books and my kids get to pick out one comic they look forward to it every week i like that dude and again it's it's all about those choices that there's some things that we can practically do um but you got to understand from right for uh for for publishers to capitalize on kids of today's interests right they got to they got to start making books for kids, which leads me to this next comment, right? It says, uh, Andy Myers says, number one, write about video games. Number two, come up with original concepts that the kids of today can relate to. Honestly, when you read this comment, you're like, ah, video games, right? But take um, Fortnite. Fortnite. Take Fortnite, for example, right? And they are making a, I believe it's a Fortnite uh, there's a DC Fortnite crossover that's going to happen. And a lot of people have scoffed at this. They're like, oh, this is stupid. You know, why, why are you making a comic book? A lot of that's a lot of mentality with adults. However, this could be something geared toward young people that, you know, how much how much young people love Fortnite's. I mean, it's an it's an addiction, right? Why not give them a little bit of content like this? that can at least get them into the medium like this is this is a comic book. What, what do you think about that? I, I think it. Uh, I'd give it a shot. Didn't they have like Tomb Raider comics or stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. I'd yeah. Say, I mean, it's not the first time they've done it. Um, I think it's a good idea. I mean, whatever works, man, for for the kids to get them get them reading. Absolutely. 
I want to go back to a comment that Steve made here a bit ago. It says, I thought of something recently about getting kids into comics with the fast paced, short attention span. I think they need some digital context that resembles the old school newspaper comic strips, not an entire story, just something they can look at for two minutes on their devices. Again, the, the, all this stuff is it's 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 so puzzling to me how we're having this conversation on a YouTube channel with comic fans and the comic community and these are we we're the ones that get this stuff like you know <laughs> we're we're the ones that are it seems like we have the great these are great ideas uh and i i don't i just don't understand the disconnect no you know and i don't know i know you got some more comments but i'll throw this in there now yeah. so my wife is a librarian at an elementary school and when she overheard us talking about it last time she yeah. was like what are you talking about like i, I do this all the time I'm like what do you mean so these are some of the books that she gives to her students. Nice. And these are, they're, they're hard books, so they're durable for the kids. So they, I know one of the comments that I think is coming up about yeah. you know, being able to let them tear them up because we do, I'm guilty of it. Like, hey, don't touch that. That's my good comic. Right. But these, are, these are sturdy. They're designed where to handle wear and tear. And they're comics, but they're designed for the younger ones so it's not complex. It's easy reading. So you have these are the for like the two two grade um, for the for the younger ones. Yeah. And so like Chris, you got you got some young ones maybe mm -hmm. you know, to get them in there. And then you got moving up to a little bit older uh, books and where the stories get more like standard comics, but they're still not like our level comics. But it's right. a little bit. Not as hard as ours, but not as simple as these. But even these aren't like C. Jane Run. It's, I mean, it's a little bit more above that as far as reading for the kids. So, uh, you know, I, I was wondering, like, well, how do you get these? Because my wife orders these through school. Yeah. But uh, so on Amazon, you can order them. So there's a five minute Marvel stories you can order that they're set up as an 18 book set. Each book uh, nice. runs for anywhere between six and ten dollars. You can buy them used for two. But each book is set up to be able to uh, be read out loud within five minutes. And that's nice. Story. And that, that's a good, maybe good way to kind of get them as, at a young age into reading comics or interested in the characters. Because once they like the characters, then they'll continue on and move into the books. Right. Um, yeah. They, they also have the hard books that, that are set. You can get a, a set of 12 of the hard books for 20 bucks. That's nice. pretty good. Yeah. So I, honestly, I didn't even know that. Heck, my wife uses them all the time in her school. So it was something I wasn't even aware of. And she had them all the time. So maybe something like that could help. And what I really like about that is the whole five minute thing, right? Because Steve yeah. mentioned it a minute ago, but young kids, and this may not just be a thing of today, but I think young kids in general have always had a short attention span, but even more so now because things are instant these days. TikTok so, world. Yeah, man. TikTok world. Exactly. And so a five minute story that's that they can get intrigued with, that can be quick. Uh, I think that's great. I love that. Um, what do yeah, we got there? Then they also have these, which is kind of cool. So it's like real history stuff. Yeah. I read this one and it, it it's really Good. accurate. And these are actually real educational, but they're written like a comic. Nice. So it's, it's, I like it's that. So you're reading a comic, but you're learning actual history. So that's that's pretty cool stuff, man. I like that. That is really cool, man. Very, very cool. 
I'm going to move on to the next comment here. Um, and this is uh, Chris Barcombe. He's a friend of the channel also on Instagram. He put, uh, Robbie had a great comment. I would add to that, not trying to force the hobby. Additionally, if they're not interested, look to see if there's crossover with something they are interested in. We, we will sell a decent amount of Minecraft and Disney princess-related graphic novels. The upcoming DC Fortnite comic has been getting a lot of subs and parents for their kids. But TV shows like Avatar and Hilda are also comics. And when you point that out to kids, if they enjoy the show for the most part, they enjoy the additional content. Also, don't make fun of whatever they're reading. You may not like it or get it, but they do and they're reading, uh, but or get it, but they do and they're reading. That's the important part. Also, take advantage of free comic book day libraries, like you mentioned, David, and find out what's popular at their school for suggestions. Lastly, I would say if you try and force it, they'll just resist and it'll be harder to get them interested. That's a big, that's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. But I think, I think he hit on a lot of things. Um, he hit on the whole video game thing. He talked about Fortnite and some of these other characters from TV shows. Again, I'm going to just tell a real brief little quick story about my son. Uh, I remember taking him. I, it was like maybe six months ago. I took him to the store um, and I and we, we were trying to be quick. It was like early morning because I didn't want to even go in the store. We went in the store and I took him to the toy section because I told him he could pick out a toy. And I walked him over to the to the Spider-Man's, the Batman's. There's a little section there with the superheroes. As we're walking there, he looks down and he sees uh, these little PJ mask, you know, figures and they're in the little cars and stuff. And he goes, I want that one. <laughs> and I was like, well, did you see the Spider-Man? <laughs> I was like, did you see the Spider-Man up here? And I said, oh, look, Batman. And uh, he goes, no, I want that one. And I... I learned a little lesson in that moment because, again, I really genuinely was like, hey, how about this one? How about these these guys over here? You know, those Trying are my mind trick. Yeah. Like those are my guys. Like, you know, the Spider-Man's, the Batman's. But for him, the PJ Masks. Right. And so uh, I remember in my mind, I just kind of like I, I very consciously took note of that. And I looked down at him. I said, OK, let's get let's get PJ mask. And uh, he got the PJ mask. And what's funny about that is that he so he likes the show, he likes the toys, but now we have gotten him some books and he loves the PJ Mask books. And it's incredible. So again, knowing your kids, right? And not just trying to force feed them something because let's all be honest, when we were kids, even especially when you get into the teenage years, if your parents are trying to like sell you on something, you're going to resist it. You're going to be like, "Get out of here. Like I don't want that." O o solely based on the fact that you just you're just stubborn. You don't want to listen to your parents. So I think it's very good. Um, I think it's very good to to know their interests and also to allow them to to choose pick and choose these things again. So it's not forced on them, but it's genuinely that they're enjoying it. And then I think when you get a comic book that is related to something that they enjoy, you're going to the store and picking it up with them. I think there's a nostalgia factor that is attached to that. So when they get older, whether they uh, don't like you when they're teenagers or not, I think one day, just like us, you come to appreciate your parents more when you get older. I think they'll think back on that. That nostalgia will be there, and they'll be like, hmm, comic books with my dad, with my mom, whatever the case was. And I think that nostalgia is what really, that's what really pulls you in and kind of keeps, uh, keeps us in the comic books many times. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Got to go with what they want. I, I did the same thing with my daughter, but I, 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 because again, she's my daughter. I went and tried to get her a comic book. I went for My Little Pony, and yeah. she's not a My Little Pony kind of person. She, she <laughs> yeah. likes other crazier stuff. Um, but yeah, and that she, I like, I was like, kind of like trying to push it, like you know, but it's yeah. My Little Pony. Like I like it. Read it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. just gotta let them pick. Absolutely. And Chuck's uh, raw review says, look to the indies. There's a lot of great kids books coming out. Scout Comics, Scoot Line is a great imaginative group of books. Start them early and keep it as something normal when you read. I totally agree with that. There was a uh, Scoot when it came out. I think it was its first book that it released. It just came out like a month or two ago. Uh, and I did a power minute on it. But yeah, I totally agree with that comment. It's and I love that some publishing companies are actually doing that and making a conscious effort to have a line of comics for, for young kids. Uh, let's keep moving on here. Um, this is what from Peter's comic corner. He says, I have one huge piece of advice on this. Stop hating and complaining about shows like Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go, or the new Aquaman and other announcements for movies, shows aimed at kids. Guess what? Those sh shows and movies are how you get new readers at the ground level. Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. That's, it kind of goes in line with what we're talking about here, right? It's you got to start thinking not only for yourself, uh, but those of us who have kids, a lot of times we, we are thinking for our children too. And yeah, don't, don't, there's, t I, I don't particularly care for Teen Titans Go, but my son does, you know, I'm okay. I mean, it's okay. This I enjoy it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is. It, it's, it's, it's cute. Dude, right. anything, I try to push it. You know, it's funny because my daughter liked it. But see, we have an interesting relationship, and you're right about the whole thing. When your parents tell you something, they yeah. they won't listen to you. Because I, 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 once she used to watch it, and then I started watching. I was like, "Hey, let's watch it." She's like, "No, I don't want to watch it." What? Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and I like what the guys are saying here. Steve says, uh, "I agree. That's why we named our pu puppy Parker. He's going to be a Spidey fan for sure." Nice. Uh, and then I saw Adam said a moment ago that his son's a uh, Batman fan. I think those things are given, right? I think if you do your part and let the kids pick the stuff, I think uh, my son looks at all my stuff, my toys behind here. He's always just staring at them. And he, I remember he was like two years old and he could name all the, the most of the characters. Like, and I was, it was, it was pretty incredible, dude. So I'm definitely, definitely proud of that. Um, let's keep moving on here. Um, a couple more comments to get to that I think are really good. Um, and I think it's, uh, we're getting to the point we talked about, you know, retailers, publishers, uh, Walmart, big, big brand stores, what can they do? But again, now we're talking about what can we do practically? Cause again, let's be honest, this is where we're going to see the most impact because as, as fans, we can actually make an impact instantly and put action behind these ideas that we have. Uh, it's, I like what Chris said. Also, don't make fun of something that your kids might like. I think that's a big thing. Uh, if if they if they are if if you're not supportive, if you think it's like tell them something like, oh, that's a dumb character, it's a dumb show, you know that that's that's ridiculous. Like, why would you do that? Like, <laughs> like like that's gonna crush their whatever it is that they enjoy, and then that might take them out of it altogether. If it's a, if it's a comic book, let them read it. Right? If it's kid kid oriented. Uh, let's go on to the next comment here. Um, I like this is from Steve. Uh, he says, we can't make comics uh, off limits. What I mean is this, we have to resist the urge to turn them into collectors. If they mishandle it, so what? If they roll it up and put it in their back pocket, great. 
I think many people with kids have made the collection uh, made the collection a no go area. Buy them the books, let them do what they will with them, and not just crappy reader copies. Buy them the books off the shelf, the new shiny ones. Keep it fun. Don't make it a chore. I love that comment. I, I and I have bought my son several comic books, uh, and I and they're they're good, you know, brand new comic books, yeah. and I give them to him, and the next day they're like crumbled mess you know like <laughs> the yeah. back covers all crumbled up um again i i what i was look well, there was some a line of comics i meant to grab them but there were some marvel uh marvel characters that they were like a kid's line and i started collecting those i have a separate box where i collect those comics because when he's of age i'm going to give him a bunch of those comics and if you know if anything was to happen to me my son would be inherit my comic books so it's up to you guys make sure he doesn't sell them but um <laughs> But anyway, um, you know, I don't know where I was going with that. Where was I going with that, dude? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. But, you know. I, I did the same thing with my son with Halo. Yeah. I bought him Halo comics. Fall of Reach. And see, that that was another one. I was trying to think of a, a video game that got turned into a comic. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I bought him that. And, yeah, he, he tore it up. It, yeah. It's funny because it killed me, too. <laughs> but I didn't yeah. say it. We were like, oh, uh, like, don't do that. But, yeah, he, he gave it to him. He, he tore him up. And, I think afterwards I picked it up and once he stopped reading, I kept it. So I still have it, even though it's a little yeah. beat up. I mean, More don't be silly. For me now. I mean, don't be silly and give your t your kid like, you know, uh, Teen Titans uh, 44, you know, like yeah. <laughs> a contract or like a, a key book. Yeah, um, but Turtles or. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Turtles number one, whatever the case may be. But, um, but give them the books. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, so let's look at this next comment here. Uh, I teach third grade, and this is uh, Outlaw Country, March 12th. I teach third grade, and I work on this too. The best thing is to let them explore and find stuff they like. Let them see that comics are much more than superheroes. Capitalize on their love for dogmen and stuff, and teach them that, that comics don't have to stop at a certain age. I like that. Again, it kind of goes in line with everything we're talking about. Um, I don't need to force Batman on my son. He sees how much I love it. And I don't need to say, hey, I don't need to put that in front of him because I I think he just he gets it from from me. If I don't force it on him, I think he's more likely to to take to become a Batman fan. What do you guys hey, Dude, You got Batman all over your house. <laughs> Everywhere he turns, he's probably seeing Batman. <laughs> he loves Batman. He, he has a Batman mask, too. He runs around with it. It's great. Yeah, man. He probably has it. Batman bed sheets, a bed pillow. Let's be honest. I I've run around the house with a cape and a mask on, and he's done. He does the same thing. So it's, you, it's, you guys probably have like matching onesies. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. It's good, good times here, man. Um, Sam of Earth Six says, honestly, I think one good option would be to take them to your local comic store and let them pick out a book they like. If they like it, bring them back for more. Let them explore and discover more books on their own, and overall, just make sure they have fun. Great. Exactly. Uh, Adam says he does that every Wednesday. That's that's exactly it. Brian Soroka says, do what I do with my boys. Read with them. Boom. The easiest. That's one of the easiest things you can do. Read a book with your kids. Um, we're talking about Chris Barcombe a little bit ago. He writes a kid's book um, called Superior Sam, Adventures of Superior Sam. And it uh, when I first when I first got we first met Chris, which is a little over a year ago, uh, he sent us a couple of copies of this book. And my son loves that comic book. He's read all or I've read all four issues to him. But when I've got a new issue, like he sits there and he just listens and, and, and he soaks it up and he loves it. He's seeing it on the page. 
and he gets to his little imagination goes wild but it's such a practical easy thing to do you just gotta just take the time to read to your kids it's it's a selfless act but it's it's gonna benefit your kids um girls talk comics says your kiddo probably feels like he gets to do batman stuff with you as a treat exactly it's exactly right Again, it's not something I'm forcing on him. He hands me the mask and has me run around. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, oh, man, I can only picture that. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. I got to record it one day. It's, we have a good time. He has uh, Hulk masks and all sorts of... We have we have fun, man. Um, Elle says... Uh, this one right here was very disappointing when I read this comment, right? Elle says, my daughter's teacher discouraged her from reading graphic novels and comics because she doesn't consider them as literature. Any kind of reading should be encouraged. I had to reinforce to her that reading is uh, reading is reading, regardless of formats. And then Grabs had a reply. He said, "Yeah, that teacher needs a parent-teacher conference." Yeah. yeah, I was disappointed. I read that. I was like, "What the heck?" Like, yeah. it, it's so true. Like, reading is reading. Um, I think reading comic books is not only it's not only fun, but it it truly is good for kids. Um, yeah. The reading is 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 such a great thing, and you, it forces them to use their imagination. Uh, again, if you're sitting on a tablet or a, or a phone all the time, you're just getting that all those images right into your brain. It leaves nothing to the imagination. Comic books, yes, they do have art, but I mean it's not moving, right? So you got to imagine the movements, the fighting, the talking, uh, and I and I think it's. It is literature. Uh, I just had this conversation with somebody at work, and I was telling her, I was like, "This is literature. Comics are literature." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All different kinds of literature, man. Different All different kinds. Yeah. Adam says, "Yeah, every night for bedtime we read a book. The past few weeks they wanted comics read to them. It's funny seeing my wife try to read a comic." Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, very nice. Very nice. And then um, last comment here. I like this a lot. This is Charlton Hero says, honestly, I was fortunate to grow up in what I feel was the prime years to be a comic fan between the late 70s into the 80s. And community was the biggest part of being a fan. The discussions, trading, reading and role playing your favorite superheroes. Um, too much time is spent in tearing down personal choice and taste in comics. The fun is there. The fun is there is literally a book for everyone new and old. Help someone find that. Look to your interests first. Look to your interests first and sink your teeth into that. Let's be a fan of comics again. Community is key. I love that. And that that is why it is our last comment, guys, because this right here is community. You and I talking about this with people in the chat. Uh, obviously, these conversations have an impact on people that, that listen, that watch this show. And then you can go out and, and it, it makes you want to talk comics with other people and, and our love that we share for these comic books. Uh, you and I could sit in a room, which we've done, and yeah. talk for talk about comics for almost eight hours. You know, <laughs> it, yeah, literally. it's awesome, dude. It, it's it's a community. Right. And and the, the community that we have here uh, on Lost in Comics, we call them the Lost in Comics family. Um, but that, that's what it is. It makes you feel part of something. And kids, they want to feel part of something right like and as adults we want to feel part of something this is a community we all share these interests um we don't always agree and that's okay like we don't always have the same yeah. tastes that's okay um but at the end of the day community uh, being positive toward each other and then and your kids see that and they're like oh dang comics is not just some book i read this is actually there's a whole community out there i can join i can have fun 
Um, I remember when I was a kid, uh, you remember like you used to mail in things to be part of like little clubs and like it, that was so cool. Dude. I remember the, I don't know if you remember the Lego club. I don't know if that was kind of past your time, but there was a Lego club and you'd mail in this thing. They'd send you like a little membership form. And there was stuff like this all the time. You'd get in books, you'd mail it in, you'd be like a fan of something. Uh, like that stuff, it made you feel like you were part of a community. And that's what this whole thing is right here. Our love for comics. Uh, and then we got uh, Haven for Heroes. Emmett says community is the key. I know William Pace had also said the same thing. Uh, community's key. Girls Talks Comics says comics also work on empathy by having you recognize and read emotions for characters. I, I totally, totally agree with that. Okay. Uh, hyper, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Steve says maybe you should be reading the comics with your wife like Chris is with his. Highly recommend Casual Fling with your wife, guys. Uh, or vice versa, wives with husbands, or whatever, husband, husband, wives, wives. And then <laughs> if we got here, Hyper Potato says, my son loved when I read Sergeant Rock to him. My little boys okay. love tanks. There you uh, go. Sergeant Rock, that's that classic there. Very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, oh, look, there we go. I, I was behind. Some casual <laughs> fling, LOL. So there you guys have it. Uh, any, anything you want to add to that uh, to that discussion, David? Oh man, I no, I I think all of it was great content, uh, important, and yeah, I think I'm very community. Read comics to your kids, give them the choices, uh, make it fun, and interesting. Everything we went over is great, man. I it's, love it. And then library, uh, go to your local libraries. Have the kids look them up in their libraries. If the libraries don't have them, uh, yeah, talk to talk to your librarians because they're out there. They're I think. Cool. I think the library is a lost art. And is uh, also, I remember as a kid, we would walk. My brother and I would walk to the library, which was probably like two or three miles away from our house. Which, of course, I wouldn't recommend that now. Um, but we used to walk to the library, and we would stay there all day, man. Like me and my brother would just be reading various books, uh, and we we'd just sit there in the library read reading. Uh, and I, and I remember actually they weren't comic books, but they were like kind of something like what you showed there with Batman. And I remember picking those up cause I loved the movies even as a kid. Uh, and it's, it's good stuff, man. It's like, get, we got to get back to some of that stuff and, and, and realizing, recognizing, Hey, there's, there's all these options out here. A library. I walk into a library sometimes I went recently, like maybe two years ago. Um, we, cause before COVID we were starting to take my son. There's like nobody in the library. It's like, <laughs> It was like uh, I was so shocked. I was like, "Man, there's nobody here!" And like, you could just walk in and, and get whatever you want. Um, but like I said, it's a lost art. I think it needs to. I think we need to start doing that uh, more often for our kids. It's free. Yeah, yeah. Libraries have changed too. They got they're like you can play in them. They got areas to play. They got movies. They got like it's not just books. Um, they got tons of books, tons of magazines. Um, but yeah, they're they're pretty cool, fun places, man. Absolutely. Start getting people back to libraries more often. For sure, for sure. Stephen Hayner says, "Great show tonight." Thank you, Stephen. I really appreciate that. It's been a fun yeah. show. All right, man. We got to get to the end here. Um, this is bottom of the stack, guys. These are comic books that we are looking forward to next new comic book day. Um, before we get into that, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for an incredible time in the chat tonight. All the great comments that we got on Twitter from the community about this topic that we talked about this evening. It just shows how much the community cares. And again, how we talked about community is the key. You can see how much people care about this topic. 
um, because people want to see comics continue to thrive in the future. And yes, we have our adult books that are incredible, but we also need to give care to the kids and make sure we're getting that content out to them. All right. So we're going to do bottom of the stack here. And let me start off with Oscar's bottom of the stack. You know what? Scratch that. Let me start off with mine because I have everything kind of in an order here. Um, again, books that we are looking forward to next new comic book day. I'm looking forward to reading these books. We have uh, Action Comics, Superman Action Comics, number 1029. That's Philip Kennedy Johnson, his first issue on the Action Comics side. He had the Superman that came out a couple weeks ago, but this is the Action Comics one. Uh, we got Alien number one. Hey, Philip Kennedy Johnson again. That guy is writing some stuff. Um, so love the cover. I'm excited about he He talked about when he came on the interview here on the show that this uh, Alien book from Marvel is going to really pay tribute to the movies. So if you're a fan of the movie, make sure you get uh, Alien number one next week. Uh, next up, Detective Comics number 1034. This is uh, Mariko Tamaki's first um, debut on the Detective Comics side. Of course, she did the Future State stuff, but this is going to be her first issue on Detective. So super excited about that. Same thing with Batman Superman. This is Gene Loon Yang, uh, and he this is his debut with the Batman Superman book, which I'm super excited about because I loved the the Batman Superman stuff he wrote for Future State. And then Haha ha, number three, which has just been been great, man. It's that's Maxwell W. Maxwell Prince, uh, Ice Cream Man. Enough said, man. This guy's this guy's awesome. Let's do. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. I'm gonna go ahead and give um, Oscars uh covers that he's looking forward to next week these are five covers that that he thinks are going to be the bomb people still say that uh maestro number three. Oh, that's cool i like the cool. very cool cover and then we have alien number one this is the gleason variant man that's cool that's nice that is really cool i like that uh, and then we got batman black and white number four this is the bianchi variant and then we have Alien number one, the Greg Horn variant, variant B cover. Man, the Alien's got some nice covers, man. Oh, you, yeah. you think you're going to pick up more than one cover on this? Uh, probably, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. But yeah. I have to get one for sure. Okay. Yeah, those, are, those are great covers. If this is a cover B, I, that I've, I'm, I'm, this is not an uh, exclusive, man. I might pick that one up right there. Yeah. I like that. It's going to be hard to see which one to get. Those are nice. Yeah. And then the uh, haha number three, this is the Wanted Comics exclusive sets, uh, A cover Gallagher. Wow. So there you go, man. That's cool too. All right, sir. Your bottom of the stack. Books you're looking forward to next new comic book day. All right. Um, just start throwing them out, or you got them already lined up? Throw, throw them out to me. Uh, Stray Dogs, number uh, two, coming out. Enjoyed that one. Interesting story. Uh, nice. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter, kind of Lady in the Tramp, murder mystery with dogs. <laughs> Interesting. Awesome. Uh, Alien 1, definitely going to get that one. Taskmaster uh, 5 coming out. Yep. Okay. Uh, really like the character. Uh, I like his humor and good action. Uh, ha ha. I'm going to get that one also. I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to really, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, but the more I read it, um, I, I dig it. Um, I'm usually not into the one story, uh, yeah. comic, but the, these one are shot. really good. Yeah. And the one I'm looking for, uh, for to cold day war. And that one is a little bit of history, I guess, uh, for some of the older guys, uh, 
Heavy Metal back in the day had an animated movie. And in the movie, it was a whole bunch of clips of different just short stories about an orb that did all kinds of havoc on different, you know, over, throughout the universe. And one of the stories was about these zombies from World War One that were coming back to life in the sky in a B-52 bomber. So this is actually right. a continuation of that story back in the day. And that's like back from the 70s, 80s, early 80s. Had to be probably late 70s. But nice. kind of cool. Yeah, I remember that movie back when I was a kid watching cartoon movies that I probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> there you go. It's not really a kid movie. Look, Steve says, come on, David, save us with some Marvel. Man, you didn't you didn't help out the community, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, it, my Marvel man. Hey, we got Alien in there. Oh, you got Taskmaster, too. You yeah, did. Yeah, 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 two Marvels. You got two, two out of five. So yeah. there you go. Um, Adam says, I know Steve must be real happy David's here. LOL, Fe fellow Marvel fan and all. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt, man. I mean, I'm excited with the Philip Kennedy Johnson work over there in Alien. I know that's not your traditional Marvel, but um, Steve also says it's nice. I mean, there's no way Taskmaster, Taskmaster makes the list without him. <laughs> no doubt about that, man. And I don't yeah, think it I makes... He's funny, man. He's funny, action. But is he supposed to be funny? Power. All he has to do is watch you fight, and then he can mimic you. Do the same thing. But is he supposed to be funny? That's the thing. I, I've never known Taskmaster to be funny until this until this series, and that's my you know I don't know. Well, well you're, you're, yeah, it, it is a little different take on, but yeah, I, I kind of I got into it. Yeah, yeah, to each his own. Collect your way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't make fun uh, of people reading their books. Oh, there we go. That's uh, that's how we're gonna do it, man. All right. Guys, uh, thank you so much. What a great show tonight, David. Thank you so much for your time and being a for guest sure. on the show. Very nice show. Um, guys, if you didn't already, make sure you like this video. That helps us out a lot. If you're doing the rewatch, uh, please leave us a comment. Tell us what you thought about the discussion, about the new comics that came out this week. Um, just let us know how you're enjoying uh, the channel. We really appreciate that. Uh, make sure you sub to the channel, guys. We are, as of the beginning of this video, we were 32 subscribers away from our 1K subscriber giveaway so we posted a picture the other day of the batman statue that is half of the prize we actually just purchased the comic book that is going to be attached to that i'm not going to tell you yet but guys be looking out because we're going to be releasing i think we're going to do a separate video on how you can enter the 1k giveaway so it's going to be some great uh, you're going to get some good stuff on this a great comic book a key issue it's a big key is issue and then the statue, and then we're going to throw in some swag stuff with some magnets and stickers. Uh, we, we'll put some signed a note to you. We'll put some lipstick on the note, stuff like that. Uh, so you're really going to enjoy that, guys. But, um, again, I got to get going because Justice League awaits. Uh, Snyder Cut, don't forget, go watch it this evening. If you don't get to watch it today, watch it this weekend. Stoked about that four-hour Justice League cut. All right, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. We will see you next week on issue 67 of Lost in Comics. See yes, you guys. Sir. Yes, thanks, guys. Been great.